Father, we thank you for the songs that have been sung, the prayers that have been prayed. We thank you for the opportunity to worship you in giving. And now as we look into your word, we ask that you open up our hearts, our minds, and our spirits to hear what you say. And that we will live thereby. We thank you and we honor you for it all. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We are into our second episode of our spirit, of our spirit, of our series entitled How We Grow. And we're discussing how to implement spiritual disciplines. And so today we are listening to the Facebook out loud. But anyway, <laughs> we are enjoying our time together. And what we want to emphasize today is that growth happens when we practice giving. Growth happens when we practice giving. And so last week when we talked, talk, we discussed our subtitle last week was entitled Guardians of Growth. How we have to guard our hearts, our sleep, our time of study, our mind. There are things that we have to be on guard for so that when attacks come, we are prepared and can defend ourselves. Well, today I want to talk about the power of generosity. The power of generosity. Amen. And as we look at our definitions, remember our first definition is grow, to advance, to improve, to make progress. Next one is disciplines. Disciplines is to instruct or educate, to inform the mind, to prepare by instructing in correct principles and habits. The next word is power. Power is the force, the strength, or the energy. And then finally, generosity. Generosity is the quality of being generous. Liberally in principle, liberality in principle, a disposition to give liberally or to bestow favors. A quality of the heart or mind opposed to meanness or parsimony. Parsimony means that you are stingy. That's just another way to say stingy. So we want to operate in the ability, the, the strength or the energy of being able to be liberal in giving or bestowing favors but not only that, but to have a mind to do those type of things, a, a, a heart to do those type of things so that people can be blessed. That is our goal. Because we say that we are blessed in order to be a blessing, so we have to have a mind that looks for opportunities in order to do that. Let's look at some scriptures. Let's go to Matthew, the sixth chapter. Starting at that 19th verse. It says, 
Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now let's jump over to Philippians, the fourth chapter, starting at the 11th verse. At the 11th verse, it says, Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. This is Paul speaking. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. And then he says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask it falls upon the good soul of our heart in Jesus' name. And so the first thing, the first set of scripture that we looked at, we saw that Jesus was talking about storing away our treasures. And what that indicates is how we value and, I mean, what we value and what we are willing to give away. So if we aren't spending time storing, protecting, dusting, and collecting treasures, we can spend that time doing things of God or for God. Additionally, Jesus' words remind us that the treasure we have in heaven is of the ultimate value. I love it how he said, you know thieves can't go up to heaven and steal nothing. You know thieves can't go in there and rob nobody. So that probably is a nice, secure place to put your treasure. There is no safe deposit box that is better than the bank of heaven. And so it is not the fact that uh, earthly treasures are bad, but they have no ultimate value either because eventually they become corrupted, they, they mold, they become old and deteriorate. But what you have in heaven is eternal, and it goes with you forever and ever and ever. Then in like manner, Paul, in Philippians, he writes about knowing what it's like to have a whole lot and to have a little, and how it felt to succeed and how it felt to not have anything and almost feel as if you are a failure. And how he had learned to be content in all these situations. And so Paul is communicating that it is not the circumstances or things around him which provides the contentment. It was the nearness of God. That's why he said, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. And so if we want to grow spiritually, if that is our desire, which it should be, we must practice the spiritual discipline of giving what we have. Whether it's resources, 
skills, time, or whatever thing that you have, we have to have this practice of giving what we have. And because when we give away what we have, we also benefit from the simplicity of things. Our space and our mind aren't cluttered with the items or, or having to care for them because we're giving these things away. If we practice giving things away, we will likely find that we frequently have more things to give away. Y'all catch that next week. Because if it becomes a practice, a habit, you always look for opportunities to do. And so if we have this mindset of operating in the strength of generosity, always looking for an opportunity to be generous to someone. And it doesn't have to be because they look a certain way. It's just because if we're listening to the voice of God and God says, I want you to be a blessing to this person, and you do that, God then can trust you with more. And the more he trusts you with, the more opportunities that you have to be a blessing to someone else. A lot of times we jump up and down when we don't have nothing and we say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. But when you got a whole bunch, you don't say it as loud. Because <laughs> you're stingy. You're parsimonious. Because you just don't want to give. Lord, I, I, could have gave, I can give away $5 when I only had 10 But now you asking me to give away 500 and I got 1000 I, I ain't... Uh, Lord, I ain't talking about you. Just look straight ahead and nobody will know the difference. Because we sometimes look at an amount and place a higher value on the amount. Do you realize that there are some, some people that only live off of the minimal amount of money in this world? That... If they only have a dollar of U.S., that they would feel like they were a king or queen in their communities. And we look like a, look at a dollar and let a, well, Lady Yolanda won't, but some folks will look at a dollar and just step over it like it's nothing. Yolanda has pushed me out of the way to pull a, pull a quarter off the ground if somebody dropped. So she hadn't pushed me. I just like to add, add a little drama. But she finds money everywhere. Do you know that, the, that a penny, enough pennies will give you a dollar? And so if we look at how much of a blessing that it is to have resources, if we look at how much of a blessing it is to be able to encourage somebody that's maybe starting a business or maybe looking to uh, further their education and we can assist them with that. If we can generously just assist them with what it is that they're doing and going on, how much of a blessing it is to that person. You got 50 degrees and a person asks you a little simple question and you act like you don't know what they're talking about. We have to change our mindset. We have to change how we look at the, the power of generosity. Generosity has a way of melting the hearts of 
people. I remember, this, this just came to my mind, I remember watching one of my favorite shows uh, of when I was growing up, which was called The Jeffersons. The Jeffersons was a TV show that was based off of uh, a show called All in the Family, which had a character named Archie Bunker. Archie Bunker was just a, 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 a man of the time, and he spoke how he felt. And so they added this man of color to Archie Bunker because he was just a man of his times. And the man's name was George Jefferson. And George Jefferson was a business owner. And his business grew, and it grew to the point that he had his own dry cleaning service. And the song even started off talking about we moving on up to the east side, to the deluxe apartment in the sky. Yes, we're moving on up. And it was a very great uh, 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 comedy, drama, whatever you call those things at the time, but because it showed another aspect of people of color's life. But one day, uh, George got invited to this meeting because he lived in that building and found out that the meeting was actually a white pride meeting. And George, if you knew him, he, would walk, he was the kind that would walk all the way up to the front, even if he was late, because he just knew you had to have a seat for him. Well, anyway... He walks in there, and the people are all flabbergasted about what's going on. Well, the, 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 the leader of the, of the event and his son were there, and the leader was kind of trying to be derogatory towards George, and George was like a little chihuahua, and he was arguing back with him. And the, the significance of this thing was, it was other times how things were happening, but the man had a heart attack. The older man had a heart attack. Everybody standing around looking at the man. George knew how to do CPR because he owned a business and he had workers. So George gives this man CPR, the man that was just talking about him, telling him, telling him all this craziness, saves the man's life. And, you know, we're all celebrating. Oh, wow, George, you know, we appreciate that. But the writers wrote in there, the next little part of the scene was the fact that when the man came to and he said, what happened? His son said, you had a heart attack and this man saved you. And he pointed at George, the man he was just talking about. He said, I wish y'all would have just let me die and this man to touch me. Wow. Now, check this out. But the son, because of him observing George's uh, generosity, Looked at George and says, I had, a wrong, I had a wrong perspective of you and your people. Can we have coffee? And it showed that the power of George's generosity was such that it moved this young man's heart. Now, his dad was all set in his ways and all that, but it touched people. Now, George could have just been there and folded up his arms and said, now what you going to do? all that junk you were talking to me, but he was a generous man. He loved to take care of people. Now, he gave you a hard way, hard way to go, but he took care of people. 
And so sometimes, and the reason I'm bringing that up is sometimes people may scoff at you being generous to them, but if you're doing it, doing what God has told you to do, then you don't worry about how the other person receives it because sometimes we get an attitude about how folks receive the stuff. It's like I remember coming, I remember, man, some church folks, boy. I remember, I don't know why these are running through my head right now, but you know, when your child would grow out of their stuff or you, you know, you lost some weight or something and you were trying to help another person, you gave them, let's say, a dress or something. Um, and uh, the reason I'm saying it because it happened more with women than, than I heard with men. And the woman, the woman that you gave the dress to wore it, a, wore it and the woman that gave the dress would get upset with how the woman was wearing the dress. And so that negated the fact that her life was being generous. And so sometimes when we give something away, it's no longer yours, so your, your opinion no longer matters. So when you give something away, it is no longer yours, so your opinion does not matter. Because if you have complaints about how that person is utilizing that, <coughs> excuse me, then that means you did not really give it away from a pure and clean heart. Ouch. You were what we call showboating. You were trying to show off and say, I was doing this so that I could be seen. In the Bible, you'll see there are some people that had that same type of attitude. They were called the Pharisees because they would do things like such as stand on the street corner and say, I'm glad that I'm not like all these other people. And see, that is the problem with a lot of people today. They want to do it for the show and not for, from the heart. They want to be able to say, I've done. That's why we had to take testimony service out of churches, because folks were talking all that nonsense. Be oh, okay, sorry. Uh, so we just have to realize that the power of generosity is also a humbling experience for us. When you give, you're like, I don't hear and you want to give it with a heart that shows care and concern, not a superiority complex. Because pride comes before destruction and a haughty spirit before the fall. So we don't want to fall into those type of considerations. We want to be what God has called for us to be because the power of generosity then kicks in the power of reciprocity. Reciprocity is as, as you are giving out, things start coming to you. And so as we are walking in the power of generosity, being a blessing to others, God sees how we're blessing people and provides more opportunities for us to be blessed. Because God does not like dams, he likes rivers. He does not like for the water to be backed up. He wants it to flow. And if you start holding and being stingy and, 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 and hoarding 
If y'all ever seen that show Hoarders, y'all made me run down this alley. If you look at the TV show Hoarders, you would not want to be a hoarder in any way in your life. If you would look at that TV show, I think it's on the, one of them channels. I can't even think of the name of it right now. But if you would look at how when these people are hoarding, that it, it, it overcomes their dwelling. It causes them not to be able to move normally. It causes things to happen in their lives that are discouraging as you begin to interact with that. That's not how God, God doesn't want us to be hoarders. He wants us to be givers. He wants us to look for opportunities for, to be a blessing. He wants us to look for opportunities to elevate and help someone else. There's a saying that a rising tide raises all ships, and that's how God wants us to operate with that mentality. I'll be a blessing to you. One day you may be a blessing to me, or you may bless somebody else, but however, if all of us are blessed, then all of us are going to be better all. I tell this story all the time because it is very true. Uh, my daughter and Yolanda decided to go into a store. I wanted to go look at some electronics. As I was going to look at some electronics, there was a gentleman sitting there, a homeless gentleman. And I, I said, have you, have, you, uh, have you eaten? He said, no, sir. I said, well, let me go get you something. So I went and got him uh, a little Caesar's pizza and some breadsticks and some drink. I just got the special that they had and I gave it to him. And him and his friend were eating on it. And as Yolanda and Yvette were coming out of the store, it was so funny because now he hadn't eaten all day and he had this pizza. But as they were coming out the store, he held up a piece of pizza and said, hey, would you like a piece of pizza? Somebody bless me with this. Now, Yolanda and Yvette was like, mm, no, no. because yeah. <laughs> But the fact is, he was offering even though that was the only food he probably had that day. And that's how generosity works. Even if it's just a little bit, if I can share my little bit with somebody, right. then I know that God is going to be a blessing to me because I had a heart to share. That's right. hmm. one, one of my things that I have in my notes is that stewardship is the voluntary and generous offering of God's gifts of resources, time, talents, and treasure for the benefit and love of God and others. Stewardship means recognizing that nothing we have really belongs to us. Everything we own belongs to God. We are simply stewards of this wealth, his gifts, his opportunities, his houses, his cars, his computers, sharing should be in our DNA. Yet much of the world identifies the Christian West as consumers rather than people who are good stewards. We got to adjust our mindset. We have to begin to realize that in biology, when something splits, it grows. When cells split, they actually grow. And so if we take what we have and we split it and we divide it and give it away, it actually makes more space for things to come in to our lives. Yes. So if we can grab hold of these different 
techniques and these different mindsets and keep our eyes open for the power of generosity to flow through us, guess what? God leaves a little residue in us based upon how we give. If we give time, God starts redeeming our time and we start realizing this used to take me longer, but now it seems like it's happening quicker. If it is our talent, God starts improving our talent so we are able to touch more people's lives. If it is our uh, treasure, our monies, then it, it seems like we have a little bit more than what we gave away. And so then we give that away and then more shows up. If we understand how all these processes work, it should be easier for us to decide to want to do it. That's why I say it should be. Exactly. But we don't trust ourselves to do what we hear sometimes. I got this and now I ain't letting it go. Reminds me of that, I can't think of his name, Golem. The, the little monster guy who had the ring and he was like, this is my precious and he would not share it with anybody. We have to uh, look at opportunities for us to be a blessing. If we declare that we are blessed to be a blessing, then we need to quit talking and start doing. And realize that we are blessed and find opportunities to be a blessing because when it starts happening it starts causing us to realize that God's word is true and what he wants to do in us is cause us to touch the world in a special way my final word for today is if we want to grow we will share what we have with others you hear what I said if we want to grow, we will share what we have with others. So if I wanted to be uh, the opposite of that, if we don't want to grow, be stingy and backed up and hoard and stinking and not prospering. I didn't mean to make it sound that bad, but it is bad. Yes. I don't know of anybody, okay, I'm really finna get gross. I'm letting you know, so don't, don't write me. If you've ever been constipated, that causes your whole body pain, and you are looking for relief. And so what I'm saying, in order to keep the flow going, you have to be a blessing. Don't try to hoard stuff. Don't, don't try to keep it for yourself. Don't try to uh, ignore people, but... Be and look for opportunity to be a blessing. Amen. Amen. And I'm telling you, it will change your life, change how you look at things. Again, if we want to grow, we will share what we have with others. And this final little thing just ran through my mind. And I'm not talking about sharing just with your wife and your husband and your kids. <laughs> I'm talking about with folks that you don't even know. And as the Lord is speaking to you, that you be a blessing to them. I'm not telling you to go to every panhandler. I'm not saying that. I'm saying listen to the voice of the Lord because he will tell you how to do it in a way.
that will not, it should not cause you to be greedy or hoarding, but it will cause you to realize that you are a blessing to those that are around you. Amen? Amen. If you do not have a relationship with Jesus, though, see, now we got a really, really big complication because in order for this to operate efficiently in your life, you need to have a relationship with Jesus. And having a relationship with Jesus is not a hard thing because Jesus has taken care of everything that needs to be done. He has provided a gift for us to receive, and that gift is accepting him as our Lord and our Savior. It's not complicated. The Bible says it like this, that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. It says, for with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses, and is saved. And then it goes on to say that everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So the power of generosity that Jesus gave was he paid the ultimate price for a bill that you had due. The bill is the penalty of sin. The penalty of sin is death. But because Jesus has paid that, he now has, uh, has given you the ability to have everlasting life. And all you have to do is accept the gift that he has provided for you by confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart. Now, I want to tell you this, that this is not an individual event, but it's a team sport. And what I mean by that is that you making this decision does not put you out there by yourself. You become a part of the community of believers and we come around you and assist you in going forward into everything that God has for you. And so we want to be a part of the team that helps you. So this is our email. Contact us, info at godshousecc.com. We want to come alongside you and assist you along this journey. If you want to text us, you can text us at 864 920-0100, and we will come alongside you and assist you along this journey. Did I tell you that we want to come alongside you and assist you in this journey? That is because we want to come alongside you and assist you with this journey. Because that is part of the power of generosity. We want to help you to receive the full benefit of what God has for you. Well, friends and family, episode number two is in the books, The Power of Generosity. Go forth and look for opportunities to be generous to others, that their lives will be changed and that God will begin to open up opportunities for you to do more. Now, don't just do this because God's going to give you benefits. Do this because it is the right thing to do. And as you do it and become more spiritually disciplined and looking for opportunities to be generous, you will see God's hand in your life and blessings overflow your life.
All right? We're going to do episode number three next week. So join with us, and we will discuss that episode next week. All right? And until next week, God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name.